Hi, I am Tegan Karuna, and you are listening to episode zero of Tegan Goes Vegan. I am going to take a little bit of time during this episode to tell you a little bit about me and my story, because I'm going to be spending a whole bunch of time talking to other people about their vegan story, and I figure it's only fair for me to put something out there about myself first. So um, I grew up eating lots and lots of meat and plenty of dairy and eggs. And actually, you know, I didn't really like eggs, but, you know, eggs were in things. And, you know, I, I enjoyed eating meat. I didn't have any kind of like real aversion to it. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who are kind of grossed out when they're younger, and I was certainly not one of them. So let's fast forward to college. I went to New College of Florida, which was a really small school that was also very liberal. So there were a lot of vegans and vegetarians there, and it was the first time that I'd really been exposed to to what that actually means like in practice. I think I, I knew like abstractly. But because it was such a small school, our food services were pretty limited, and I got indignant about... Uh, the lack of decent non-vegan options, which now is like kind of embarrassing, but this is this is full disclosure. I'm telling you everything. So I and a couple of my friends who would like sit around after dinner in the way that you do during college, when the only thing you have to do is some homework that you don't want to do, and you have no other responsibilities otherwise. We would sit around and we called ourselves the Meat Club. Because we were all omnivores and we were sad that we didn't have more options. So that was the kind of person that I was. It was all kind of, you know, in jest or it was all good carded. And certainly I didn't eat meat in every meal. But I was I was definitely like a, I was an animal products consumer. And then in my last year of college, I read The Omnivore's Dilemma, which I think is probably my first real look into what animal agriculture actually means. And that book has a lot of flaws, and I I know that now. Mostly because at the end he concludes that eating animal products is okay, which I now disagree with. But at the time, it was the first time that I had any, any insight into what animal agriculture actually meant. And it totally like changed the way that I thought about things. And after graduating from college and moving away from my first job, I decided to become vegetarian. And that was actually great because I knew more vegetarians in my new city when I lived in Kansas City than I did, you know, in my like in in growing up certainly not more than in college but they were you know they were like actual adults it wasn't like a bunch of you know college kids trying to figure stuff out so that was great but I wasn't very good at it and I gave it up within I think a year um had some family issues my mom passed away at when she was 51 from breast cancer and at that point I was like fuck it (laughs) I can't Uh, this is really hard and I don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, just trying really hard to survive, like to emotionally survive. And I couldn't do the work of being vegetarian. At the time, it seemed like a real burden. And so I I stopped. 
and I stopped for years. Um, and a lot of that, I think, has to do with just getting myself mentally and emotionally back on track because as soon as I started to feel like my life was stable again and that I actually could turn emotionally outward, I was like one of the first things that came back to me was like, I don't want to be participating in this system anymore, in the animal agriculture system. So I remember thinking while I was in the grocery store with uh, my husband, my now husband, Nathan, that we would go into the meat section and I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this for very much longer. This is really disgusting and I'm not cool with it. And I remember saying this to him and I, I have no idea if he remembers it, but that was definitely a turning point for me. So... So I had this like growing disgust and you know part of my part of my concern was that so before I kind of like re so so I <laughs> it's all kind of like it's all very confusing. So I moved to Philadelphia from Kansas City and when I in 2010 and when I moved here I started cooking professionally. And then I stopped cooking professionally in 2011? No, it had to have been two years. No, I guess it was 2011. I cooked professionally for almost two years. Um, whatever the like years and months are that work out, it was almost two years. And then I decided to go back to school and I went to grad school for public health. So. I had been working as a cook and I had a lot of skills and so part of me was like, well, am I going to be giving up a lot of the things that I like to make and the things that I like to eat because of this like sort of like amorphous ethical thing that's going on. I hadn't done any research. I didn't know what I was talking about to myself. And then I realized that one of the best ways to be creative is to put limitations on yourself. So. I was in grad school and I was doing the grad school thing of like lots of homework and things like that and one of my favorite things to do is to cook and create interesting things that maybe are more of the type of stuff that you would buy rather than the stuff that you would make yourself. So I thought it would be an interesting challenge if I took out animal products and just didn't allow myself to use them anymore. And I coupled that with this like growing ethical concern that what I was doing was not in line with my values. And I did this uh, this three this one month experiment, thirty day experiment that I didn't I didn't realize that that was like a thing that I think PETA does. They do like a twenty eight day vegan challenge or something like that. I had no idea that that existed. And I called it Tegan Goes Vegan, and I had another podcast at the time and I, I dedicated the month to talking only to vegans who did various like health related things. I'll be integrating those episodes into this show in the future. I haven't figured out how I'm going to do it yet, but they're good interviews. So I would, I think you'll enjoy them. And that was basically it. Like that month I realized like I wasn't hungry. 
I was just as satisfied with my food. I did a lot of research and I learned a lot about like why being vegan is actually the most ethical, one of the most ethical decisions that I can personally make. And I never, never looked back. <laughs> Didn't, I made, I would say like about a week and a half in, I was like, okay, I'm probably really going to do this. This is probably going to be it. So then, then I was vegan and I, <laughs> I, um, it was, it was weird. It was so strange to like, one day be willing to eat all this stuff and then another day saying like no 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 this is wrong but it was the only thing that actually felt right so I kind of like started doing more reading and more research and I didn't know any vegans at the time like I didn't have any vegan friends and so I felt like I was kind of like on my own and of all places, like, I had never, I turned to vegan Reddit, which, like, I've never even used Reddit before <laughs> this, and, uh, you know, there, there, there's kind of some, some pretty intense personalities there, and I never engaged, actually, in the community, um, at least as far as I can remember, but it was, it was really interesting for me to like read all of these posts by these people who had obviously given a lot more thought to the issues than I had and were a lot better, they were a lot more knowledgeable than I was. Like, despite whatever their, uh, whatever their positions were on things, whether or not I agreed with them, they at least had put more thought into all of the various vegan concerns that I didn't even know I should be concerned about. So spending some time on that subreddit allowed me to kind of make up my initial parameters for myself like what I was going to care about and what I wasn't like was I going to be concerned about vegan alcohol what kinds of um, like additives or you know like the small things on the ingredients list like was I going to care about that stuff you know that listening into that community helped me figure out what I was going to value and that evolves over time, of course, but it was really good for, like, helping me figure out what was going to be important to me as I was starting. But I didn't, what I didn't find there, or really anywhere that I, that I was looking, was, like, stories of individuals and how and why they became vegan themselves, and, like, what it meant for them in their personal lives and like practically like what were the things that they that that like were were hard for them or that came really easy for them like I, I didn't find any of that stuff and that's kind of what I'm hoping that the show will be is a way to have conversations with people who are vegan like whether or not they have like a vegan brand or they're like fa like quote famous vegans or whatever or they're just like regular people who happen to be vegan Everybody has the story because almost all of us were not born vegan. We all became vegan at some point. And so there's there's a story there. There's like, you have to make that choice. And so I want to hear from people. I want to talk to people. I mean, look, I have this podcast because I'm really nosy and I just want to talk to people. So I <laughs> I hope that I'm able to use my nosiness for good and talk to people 
who are interested in sharing their story and put it out there for you to listen to. So I, I think that it goes, I, th I think that it's pretty clear that I don't have any qualms about showing off how little I know about things. And I am interested in continually learning more and more about vegan stuff and frankly non-vegan stuff but that's not what the podcast is about so um so i'm hoping that through conversations i'll get to learn different people's perspectives and their um you know their expertise and learn from their experiences and one of the things that i'm most excited about with the show is the vegan resource library that i am i'm compiling from recommendations from my guests so I'm going to be asking every guest to give a um, a food related and a non vegan and a non food related vegan resource that they love as a recommendation, and then I'm going to catalog those on the website for anybody who's looking for vegan resources. And what I'm hoping is that it's not just going to be all the books that we all know already exist. But, you know, like, what's a great YouTube channel? Or what's a really interesting blog? Or here's a great documentary that's not like the three that we all know about. You know, like, there's a lot of resources out there, and there are a lot of voices that aren't heard nearly as much as they should be heard. And I'm hoping that the, the resource library is going to be like a good compendium of all of those different things like all of those different resources in one place so that if somebody is looking for a more diverse set of resources, they, they have them right there. It'll be available for everybody. Oh, actually, I did forget one thing that in some ways I think is kind of silly. It's not really silly. I think that somebody who isn't vegan might not totally understand but like I didn't grow up having a pet and I got I adopted a cat um, about two years ago and her entrance into my life was absolutely the catalyst for me starting to think about my impact on animals like I and we'd had like a couple animals growing up as pets, but I never considered them mine and they never really stuck around that long. And so, and I never wanted responsibility for any of the animals. So I just like completely, uh, I, I abstained from any animal <laughs> care of any kind. But I got this cat, Cleo, and all of a sudden I had this little creature in my home who jumps up into my arms when she wants to be held and greets me at the door when I come home and sleeps next to me on my bed like <laughs> this little animal that you know as much as a cat can love you I think it's pretty clear that cats are somewhat indifferent to humans she's super affectionate but like come on she's still a cat but it was like the first time that I was like oh this is it. This is what everyone talks about. This is why people love animals. I get it now. And then I was like, and I would never eat her. And so why would I eat any other animals? It doesn't make any sense. Why is she different? So why is it okay for me to eat 
a pig and not a cat. And, and like, and that was it. That was like the catalyst for it. And that was when I started to feel a little bit more grossed out when I was going to buy animal products. And, and, and that, I mean, that was it. That was kind of the beginning of it. So we can all, uh, we can all blame my cat Cleo for this, for this whole journey. Uh, generally she, she jumps around a lot playing with, you know, pieces of paper or invisible whatever is that she thinks that she sees. So you may hear her jumping around from time to time during episodes. Um, I think it adds a little bit of character and she is a, a big part of my story, my vegan story. So, you know, hopefully she'll make a little bit of an appearance every once in a while. So yeah, that's about it. Let's wrap up episode zero and then you can get listening to episode one which is an excellent interview with a really amazing woman named Afco. And and yeah, I'm, I think I think you've heard enough from me. Let's uh let's get to the the experts. So thank you very much for listening to my monologue. I hope that you'll tune in for more episodes and subscribe to the show and do all that jazz that you do with podcasts. So until next time, be well.